This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Bada big, bada boom. Welcome to episode 102 of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode, we have our top billing draft of movie characters we would save from death. So use the bathroom now, grab that popcorn, and enjoy episode 102 of the Drive-In Podcast. All right, howdy doody. Welcome to episode 102 of the Drive-In Podcast. I don't think I can do any more shout-outs now that we've hit the triple digits. Uh, do you agree, Ricky Flex? No more shout-outs? No can do. No can right, do. I'll, I'll get creative. I'll think of something different. Very special draft today for our Thursday drop this week. We are joined by a recurring guest, a very special guest. I think our second-ever guest, if we're doing our math and we're looking down the timeline. So Ricky Flex did some work on the back in, in the background on social media talking with one of our most frequent listeners, all right? The one and only Mayo is joining us with a topic that he proposed for us to draft, okay? So Mayo, welcome back to the pod. Excited to have you. Good to be here, guys. It's good to be here. I'm not going to lie. It's been uh you know, I've seen some of these other these other clowns you bring on the pod and uh you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm happy to to bring some some high quality podcasting back to the the drive in. You know, Mayo always brings a different flavor, right? He always brings that energy. You know, he's bringing the comedy. And with such a creative topic today, you know, I can't wait to see the, what creative juices start flowing across these different laptops that we're on right now. So, uh, Ricky Flex, you've been working with Mayo on this topic for a draft. Do you guys want to combine here and kind of describe what we're drafting today? No, like I'll, I'll let Mayo take the reins here. This is his baby. I'll, I'll let him kind of discuss it. And I think... The example he gave me, because I, I asked a clarifying question in our discussions here um, in the background, I think he, he should also say that because I think it's perfect description of what this draft is too, and it will help we, a lot. Are we teasing a pick by saying this, or is this no? Just it it, I think, it I would think be a veto. This is this is unanimous first rounder or absolute veto. You know, there's okay. really no. But so the, all right, so this is the way it works. You're choosing a character that dies in a movie. Okay, you get to save that character. Okay, but their death can't be the end of the movie. You know what I mean? It can't be the whole movie. It's about that, right? There's some characters that I would have picked. I'm not going to say it because just in case you guys choose it, and then I'm going to have to come in with the. <laughs> but the example I gave, okay, Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. Okay, <laughs> you, you can't save him. I mean, that's that's the whole. I mean, that's. That's the plot of my favorite book. You know, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't, it's just not the way it works, right? That death is so, necessary. It feels necessary. Correct. Correct. So it's somebody that, you know, you, you're going to save this person because they have more to offer in either that movie or that universe. I love it. 
and I feel like this is the most research I've done for a draft because it's a little complex. You cannot just Google like characters you would save. There's no BuzzFeed article. It'll just bring you to like the saddest moments in movie history, but that's not necessarily what we're going for. We don't necessarily want to be bawling our eyes out. It's more of like a what the hell type of moment. Like, hey, come on, we need more from that guy. Or, I mean, you're killing this guy before we get a spinoff. Are you kidding me? Stuff like that. I love it. It's like All you right. scream at the screen and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> I feel like if we morph this in to like TV shows beyond movies, I, I assume we're all doing movies here. Yeah, I was saving. If we do TV shows, I think we could save that for yeah. the back pocket. Oh, yeah. It would just be a Game of Thrones draft at that point. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, go, let's get going. Let's just decide the draft order. I'll share my screen. We'll spin the wheel and then... Whoever gets picked obviously chooses whether they draft one, two, or three, snake draft style. Let's do this. Oh, Ricky, you might have to do it. Oh, maybe I got it. Can't share screen. Ricky, pull it up. <laughs> I'm being denied technologically here. Yeah, one second. Then. Let me go tab here. Can I do tabs? This is the quality content people want to hear right here. I got it. You guys see it? Wow. Yes. Yep. Sorry, tech guy Dave. I got my assistant over here. Help me out. The spinner is going. The first choice for this draft goes to Mayo, our guest. Very fitting. Where do you want to draft? Uh, I'm going three. Three. That's that. I mean, that's what I wanted. I think that's the that's the play uh, here. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Down to Ricky Flex and Doctor O. Spinner going. I All never right. win in these wheels. I'll take, I'll be the middle man. I'll go number two here. I'll Ooh, go number bold two. Move. Bold. He doesn't want to go first. He's a coward. He's a coward. He doesn't want to set the tone. I I feel like, well, I, I, if we want to make a trade of some sort, like maybe I get the first pick and then I, maybe I go back to I'll back. I would first. do that, Ricky. I, <clears throat> I do have a first pick in mind, but I am nervous about like the response because you guys, I think, have an even firmer grasp on this subject. But I don't know. Hopefully, I'll get this person. Wide open draft. Ricky Flex, you were officially on the clock. Characters you would save from death. You're on it. Okay. This is tough because to go first here and set in the tone, but I'm going to try. Hopefully, we can agree that this is like kind of a good sweet spot here. I'm going Mace Windu. I like this. Ma <laughs> That's a good pick. Right, because he's not too influential in the movie. Like he could keep going or die. Like, but it's Samuel. Love to see him involved uh, in the future. Right, the purple lightsaber. He's talked about how he'd be open to coming back to the Star Wars universe. People want to see him. Of course, it's Samuel Jackson and Mace Windu. What a name! I think we want to see more of him. I know I do. And his death. You could say, did he die? We did not exactly on screen, right? Right. But I think we could agree that he died in the sake that we want to say he died, right? I like the in pick. This... I like the pick in the draft. Number one overall. I don't know, man. I agree, Bayo. Uh, I agree. Uh, you know, I I love I, I love Samuel Jackson. I love the fact that his death had to be rewritten at his request. I don't know if you guys knew that. That he 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 was they had him just dying like everybody else in Order sixty six you uh -huh. know and then he was like uh uh that's not how I'm going <laughs> not Samuel <laughs> Jackson no way 
he's too powerful to be kept alive to quote Samuel <laughs> unlimited power uh, unlimited power with all these spin-offs those guys like i'll defend myself here with all these spin-offs we're getting within disney he would be better than like a boba fett spin-off false i don't know what? because after I, seeing I like... boba fett the best part being not boba t- fett ricky flex i'll tell you what boba fett is a part of the original trilogy, right? And so he is like that trilogy is revered, and people like look at that character as arguably the coolest character, right? But from we those got first three movies. But we know what we got. Mace Windu, like obviously, you could say he's like arguably the coolest from the prequel trilogy. But at the and same Jedi. time, those are starting to age a little bit better. But when you look back, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a Jedi. I also, I also want to say I had another Star Wars character lined up that I will not reveal. That hopefully uh, I'll get to take later on in this draft. But okay, can we agree that that that's the type of person that we're going for here, though? Is yes. That, okay. I mean, see, I, I see the look on Mayo's face. I don't think I don't <laughs> I'm think I got, I'm, 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 I'm rethinking my list, but uh, feel if if that's the way we're going, I'll adjust. I'll I think, adjust. Yeah, if I, I think have we to. can all sort of, you know, I think by the third round we'll know what we're doing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but the, my my one thing, the other thing that I would say is that I would be down for a Mace prequel. Like mm-hmm. if they got a oh, younger yeah. actor to do, like you could even get Jay Farrow, who the guy from uh, who used to do SNL, the Impressionist, <laughs> put a pull, <laughs> you know, and, and and have him just do Samuel being trained by Yoda, you know what I mean? Just like uh, a real throw it back, right, show right, power uh-huh. as he comes up, you know, just. And sp- it, I like it. that. Speaking of Jay Farrow, I think we should also while we're talking about him starring in potential movies or projects, maybe him as Stephen A in a potential biopic. We'll throw that out there as well. Agreed. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right. You know, that's coming. It's amazing. Point. It's 10, 20 it's, it's years. Extrapolatory. I love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> extrapolatory. I don't even know if Stephen A's even said that one. All right. Uh, first round, first pick Ricky brave man takes it. Mace Windu. I am up. And honestly, this is the first, character that came to mind i don't think i had the cojones to take it with the first overall pick but i'm gonna go hector from coco that's going to be my pick hector from coco a guy who had a lot of potential towards the beginning of that movie uh i I think we could spoil coco at this point but ernesto de la cruz stealing his song the talent that was there that we didn't get to see until he was an absolute skeleton singing at the end of the movie uh what could have been? I think that this is the best example of potential, what they could have done. Maybe not in the movie, but like when you just think about what he, like in his life, what he could have accomplished, the talent he had. That's what I was thinking of with this draft. Hector from Coco. Thoughts? Oof. I mean, last draft I was on was the, the Pixar draft. So very appropriate. <laughs> very appropriate. That was also but, mine. You know, the, 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 the thing about him, is that if he is alive, then there is no Coco movie. They're not making, you know, they're not cobblers, you know, they're, 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 his whole, that whole life changes, right. you know, the whole mythos behind Ernesto de la Cruz. Would he even still have the passion for music? Would, mm. would he mm. still have gotten that grassroots love? And that poor dog, he's still on the street. I mean, just, you know, just my two cents. So this I- is what I was confused about because like, does like is it just like what I think this character had the potential to oh. do, or is it just like it does it, it ruins the movie if he doesn't die? You know what I mean? Not that, I, that I, I think I think that it's a good I think it's a good pick. I think it's a solid pick. You know, it's that means it's, a lot. I think it's the border of 
is it too impactful on the movie? But I think at the end of the day, he's not in it for a significant amount of time. So even though you could say, oh, like there's no movie without him, it's like, but then again, like, let's just take a step back here. Not enough screen time. Like, let's just take it easy. So I, I do like the pick. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Uh, so let's wrap up the first round with Mayo's first round pick. Highly anticipated. Let's do it. All right. So this is the first person I thought of when I recommended this. Like, first thing that came to mind, there was no hesitation. G-Baby. Hardball. What? That was emotional like, no. moment too. I no, not G baby. That's definitely I, the most heartfelt so far. Easily might be the most heartfelt moment in the draft. To be honest, Ricky Flick. Sorry, I interrupted. Okay, this is opening up a can of worms. But okay, um, I love the pick. I originally had it on my board. I was like, ah, but I think that literally is like the climax of the movie. You know, but but it's not the main character. The emotional so pull. I, I will like, say, G-Baby, I, I will say, G-Baby, the movie itself, I don't love, but just having G-Baby in there, that makes that movie, like, watchable. You know, not Keanu, it's G-Baby. I think it's a great pick just because of the iconic character itself. G-Baby. Great name. I love the pick, first round. And I also wanted to sort of establish what I kind of meant here. So I think we have mm -hmm. a better idea now. Across the board. Yes. Tone. Yes. yes. Okay. Set the tone. Cool. Cool. All, All right. right. So ready for the second round. You're up. I'm here. I, I, you know, this one, this one, uh, was influenced by my last draft. Um, so I'm going bing bong. I knew it. I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Inside out bing bong. I mean, you know, you're imagining, look at me. You can stay, you, you can stay a kid, your imagination, your, your creativity stick around for for a long while okay because i am i've got a harry potter deck building game right behind me you know mm. star wars hoodie mm. i am ready to you know i your inner child can stay alive bing bong didn't have to die two out of the first four picks probably like the most impactful like pixar deaths of all time maybe the only like pixar deaths that have ever happened if you want to call that a death uh, yeah. i don't want to tease picks but yeah. oh wow okay oh okay okay I'll, I'll I agree. Lay off that. But I think it says a lot about this draft. Like talking about characters we wish we could save, talking about emotional type of moments. That's kind of fitting that Pixar's like two out of the first four picks. I like that. They know how to yeah. do it. Uh, moving on to the middle of the second round. Now I am thrown for a loop on what I have to do next. I'm absolutely thrown for a loop because I, hmm. Because I, I want to combat Ricky's first-round pick a little bit <laughs> already. But I feel like I have to branch out and go with something a little off the beaten path. I think characters we wish we could save, this character in this moment dominates like the zeitgeist regarding this movie, the culture around it. I want to go Jack Dawson Titanic just because what's centered around this Movie is not necessarily how great it is uh, in terms of uh, historical type of moment. And then it's also talking about the performances, Leo, Kate Winslet. And the, but it comes down to the fact that what people think of with Titanic is the raft at the end of the movie. Could he have fit on that door? And the fact of the matter is he should have. He could have. All right. But did he? It's just it's frustrating to any audience member who has spent the last three and a half hours alongside this character 
knowing that there's there there could have been a decision made by Jim Cameron to make that raft smaller, but he made it that specific size. Frustrating. Uh, and then you also got the the potential. He could have spent the rest of his life with her, and now he's not able to because Rose could have had one or uh, a couple less dinner dinners. I, I guess leading up to this moment, you know, I don't know. I'm wow. sorry, Kate Winslet. I know I feel like she wow, she's like a little selfish, a little selfish, and uh, maybe it would weigh it would weigh a little less. So I'm gonna go Jack Dawson Titanic. <laughs> Woof, coming for people's necks. Too much. Uh, Too much. Let me tell you, there was plenty of room on that door. That's that's the first. Plenty. Thing. The second thing is, you know, was he really that great a guy? I mean, we we knew he knew that she was engaged. Breaking bro code. You know, you, you don't do that, especially to another man's model T. But it's Billy Zane. <laughs> <laughs> if he was gonna do it against anybody, it was that character. Yeah, <laughs> like Billy right. Zane's there. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> okay, Jack Dawson. I think that's the more mainstream pick. Let's go on to the end of the second round here. Ricky Flex, your second rounder. Okay. I think I approached this draft all wrong. Like, after hearing your, all your picks, like, all my characters are, like, side, side, side characters. Like, not impactful, just people I want to not see die. But now we're talking big, big guns, I think. So, I'll talk about a movie or a character I wish, I guess, just going forward. I think it's just, like, similar to the Jack Dawson's, like, Why'd you have to get in that ring? And that's Apollo Creed, Rocky IV. Ooh, ooh good one. Right? We, it's tragic and sad, right? But we could, it's similar to Jack. He could have fit on that raft. You know, we're thinking, he didn't have to fight. It's the boxing curse. You just We just saw a fight with Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson in real life, and they're both like 50. Why do boxers have to do this? We could have stopped that. Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, could have stopped that. Didn't. We all know what happened. Tragic. I enjoy it. I, I didn't think of it to be honest. Like, well, not because th- this once again goes into like the whole plot of Rocky Four and him trying to avenge like Apollo's death. Like, that's a huge part of the story. But also, Rocky Four, Rocky Three, I should say, breathe like breathe new life into Carl Weathers' character and like br- brought a whole new dynamic between him and Rocky. And to see that kind of being crushed at the <laughs> beginning of the fourth movie definitely brought an emotional toll. All right. But I think Creed recognized that, hey, we have something here with Apollo Creed. Like, imagine the son of, like, if you had, like, a Muhammad Ali's son who wants to follow in the shadows, a little darker story in the background there. Um, I like the pick. I do. And that's one of my favorite moments in Rocky movie history. If that didn't happen, though, we'd still be in the Cold War. You know? True. Because <laughs> as we know, Rocky solved everything at the end. That's a great point. That is a great point. Didn't think about that. I agree. I can't take it back, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> you you got to look at it on the geopolitical scale, man. It's, it's more than just he's more than just a man. <laughs> um, hero. I guess I'll go my third pick here, and we'll go we'll go back to the Pixar, and we'll go Ellie up. Oh, like I think that's yeah. the clear Pixar pick here. Then, like, yeah. I think I know you both had great picks, but if we're gonna go this route, then I think the number one Pixar, like emotional, who would you save? Like, that's it. So yeah. I'm going Ellie, my third pick. Like, like that that what that did cross my mind, but it also happens right at the beginning of the movie. 
Like he, the whole movie takes place with him as an old man, you know, that's 98% of the movie other than the first like five minutes there. So I didn't necessarily want to take it because like, it's all about him making relationships with, uh, what's the little kid's name? Uh, Russell. Russell, Russell. And then going on a journey to like, kind of complete, like the dreams that they had together, you know, beautiful story. It's not as beautiful unless she doesn't <laughs> die, but it's just the saddest moment. And you're going to be like, how, why would you do this to us? Like right off the bat, like how, how do you expect us to actually sit through the rest of this movie? That was the puddles filling up right. theaters, you know? That was like the first time Pixar like really went after the waterworks, right? Like that was 0809, right? And I'm not going to tease yeah. anything else, but then I think we all know Pixar after that movie, like they really hit home on these deaths and emotions. Not going to lie. This, I'm not, this, this isn't teasing the pick, but Monsters Inc. had me, had me close to tears for sure. As a six-year-old seeing that movie, well, I, I was in a pub. Okay, well, compare that to a non-death Toy Story uh, 3, giving the toys away. Yeah. Come on, like, no, no. I don't need that right now. Not, I was, <laughs> yeah, I'm just – yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're, we're two picks are heavy right now. I, I, could see, I could see one tier you both had going one. down. I felt like right I had out. to take one. Oh, yeah, yeah, wipe Bounce. that away. Wipe that away. Okay. But yeah, another Pixar pick, guys. Wow. Jeez. I had a character, balance. It. The name of this draft is characters to save from death. In the first three rounds, we've taken what four or three Pixar characters. That's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> you know, I dark. There, there's more on the board. You know, <laughs> You're gonna more. keep this train rolling there, man. <laughs> You're gonna keep spreading that. You're gonna keep now, spreading that. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hold off for a minute. Uh, you know, you guys know that, my, you know, Harry Potter, big, big in my life. Um, I don't know. I can, this is for the oh, viewers on, on, online. This is my wedding logo. Okay. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. It's a Deathly Hallows, except there's a J and an arrow because my, that's not important. You know, you don't need all that information. I knew, I knew when we were going to do this draft that there's going to be, I would over under. I was going to put at four Harry Potter references, whether that be drafted or side side projects. We already have two so far. I'm counting. That's two. Well, listen. There's there's so many that you could choose that didn't need to die, in my opinion. Harry Potter. Uh, All right. But you know, I I decided to stick with humans. Um, personally, uh, muggles. So, mu <laughs> Wizards, wizards, wizards. Okay. Don't, don't, I don't like that. I use that slur. Um, personally, we'll, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, Fred Weasley. Hold up, wait. He skipped a turn. That's we my bad for not hosting. No, I'm okay wait. with him taking this pick. Wait, I'm wait. okay with lost in the snake. <laughs> wait, it's okay. I thought I was. Oh, next. No. oh. <laughs> I'm the middleman. It's okay. You know, we made that trade on the on the text. You guys didn't see it. Online. Uh, that's a good pick. No, we can reverse this though. Explain this pick, and then I'll go. Then you go. We'll go again. This is fine. I like this. It's already on the table. Go, 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 go. All right. Well, uh, I'm just I, I I wanted to get in th this one ahead. Uh, no, I mean you got to think about like the Weasley twins have been together their whole lives. They quit school together. They 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 fought against Voldemort together. They started Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. They took the money that Harry gave them from the uh, his winnings from the Triwizard Tournament, which the movie does not explain, and I'm still mad about it. And that's what they use as their seed money for uh, Weasley Wizard Wheezes. These guys, these are like the, like I, you know, I feel that closeness with my brothers, um, you know, and I. 
you know, it's not even like, you know, oh, a huge battle and he saved somebody. It's just like, oh, wait, no, he's he dead. Have you thought about having a Harry Potter podcast? Have you debated that before? You know, it's something that I think about every night as ever. <laughs> as I talk into my, just, just talk to my pillow, like, yeah, well, actually, but if, if he had just done, you know. <laughs> the other way while verbal meme him, yeah. verbal <laughs> meme it's that meme with the couple i wonder what he's thinking about yeah <laughs> he's probably thinking about other women god dang in this harry potter podcast fred weasley death episode like, 367 hagrid's dad must have had it going on <laughs> <laughs> like there's a million thoughts but well, this one, this one was in, like that went into the death in the last movie that hit the most because there was only one of them that died, only one of the twins. And so, if you look at the moment when Harry jumps out of Hagrid's arms, and he's alive, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" The first thing that George does is turn to tell his brother. Mm. Oh my gosh! Oh, right in the heart. Now I'm gonna be looking for all those Easter eggs when I watch Deathly Hallows Part Two. Oh and, then, and then just the pain that it does to Molly Weasley, who is everyone's mother. I don't care who you are, uh, <laughs> you know, and then she giving you dresses. And then and then then you got, then you got Ron. You got Ron taking over for at Weasley Wizard. Ron's not funny. Ron, Ron is barely serviceable as a wizard. He's you know, he just goes around. He's a strategist. I'll give him that. So maybe he does the books. At least he got Hermione in the end. We'll, we'll get yes. that. Yeah. Hey, you know, probably. got Hermione. Although, although I think J.K. Rowling has said in the like not so far past that like I think let's just Harry, stick to what's in the book. Okay, I didn't I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it out loud, but it's just it would have really stumped me. You got to give Ron something. You had to give Ron something. Harry Watson. Harry wasn't even the best seeker in his relationship. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh. But, All right. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I, that's it. The Weasley twins. That one, that one, that one got me. All right. Mm. So once again, Harry Potter also features a lot of like important deaths. We don't know if we're going to see them later on in the draft. We're going to jump back in time where I'm going to go to the middle of the second round or third round. Excuse me. Where I'm going to go. So I'm looking at my notes. I'm going with a movie that I haven't seen since I was probably eight years old. I only saw it one time. Swore never to see it again. Never. Ever. It's got a famous child actor in it. Maybe the most famous child actor that has ever existed. I'm going My Girl. Yep. I'm going uh, Thomas uh, Thomas B. It's Thomas J. I think it's Thomas J. McCallie Culkin. That, I swore I would never watch that movie again after seeing the funeral scene. I will never, ever touch it again. I did a lot of research going into this draft. This is the one I swore I would never look on YouTube again. I will never stream again. The part, the, the friend saying, I'm not, you put his glasses on, right? Why can't is he sleeping? All glasses. This, it is, can't see without his glasses. Like, it's crushing. I remember seeing that when I was so young. And even when I was so young, it hit me. It hit me then. And I was seeing my, I looked over my dad. I'm like, I'm like, dad, why are you playing this right now? And my dad just like, can't talk. It's got a couple of tears coming down the left eye. I don't know. It just, it felt like that was a moment where you didn't have to like go that hard, kill that kid. McCallie <laughs> Culkin. Like we think of him most beloved, like child actor, home alone, right? Richie Rich, we'll even throw that in there. Okay. But that moment, I feel like it's swept under the rug in his career and uh, maybe the biggest emotional pull he's ever had. 
I good was pick. terrified of bees forever because of that movie. Oh, me too. I was, I, was, I was like, I better not be allergic to bees after I saw that movie. I, I will never go outside again. Again. I, I, I'll admit. So I know this because just, you know, social media, but I've never seen the movie. Oh, my God, Ricky. I just good. know what happens. It's a really happy so. movie. You should watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the funeral scene is like, all like, that's Waterwork City. It's Waterwork City. Absolute waterfalls. All right. Uh, let's go. So now we're going to the beginning of the fourth round. Mayo, got it. Back on the clock. All right, guys. Slight breach of etiquette there. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, take my uh, next year six round pick um, as a punishment. Um, I got, no, I got, a, got a couple here uh, that I'm, I'm really struggling to go between. I think um, this one might get vetoed. But I feel like if I don't say it, then I'll be doing myself a disservice. Um, so I'm going to go with Han Solo. Now, defend yourself. All right. Now, Han Solo, number one, did absolutely nothing wrong ever. He's the perfect human being. Um, None of that is true. We all know that. <laughs> I wonder where you're going with that. <laughs> he's like, you know, he, he's not he's not perfect, but that's why he's lovable. Um, you know, you know, he's a scruffy headed nerf herder. We all enjoy, um, you know, his charisma, and he's there. He's trying to help his son. And there was a genuine moment there where I think that he almost had that same moment that Luke had with Anakin, um, where he almost had him ready to go. But the reason I don't even care about his life. Okay, what I care about is Chewbacca, his reaction to his death. <gasps> For those of you who don't know, Chewbacca had a life debt to Han Solo. Han Solo saved his life. In that instance, Chewbacca would have loved nothing more than to save Han Solo's life. Instead, he stuck there holding his crossbow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, much better. It, it's, it's it's okay. Yours is a movie quality, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I just screamed. I just screamed with a deep tone there. I swore straight baritone. So I mean, I, the, for for the review of the uh, of the council, I, I put Han Solo. That reaction from Chewbacca. You're right. Like that's what I think of right after it happens because you think about Han Solo hand in hand, dynamic duo, him and Chewbacca. So and and the only thing I have with this pick, like the problem I have with it, is that you feel like. Everything that it was just a bonus to get Han Solo in the Force Awakens. Like he felt, you felt like you got him in the original trilogy. It was a treat to have him even show up in Force Awakens. And you kind of, I almost kind of expected him to die because I think Harrison Ford, there's been like press with him, like in the past, where he's talked about like he doesn't really care what the fans think. Sorry, like for any Star Wars fans, he just like <laughs> he does his job and then he's in and out of there. I'm sure it means more than what he like portrays, but like people get sick of those press conferences they have to go on regarding their films. So I just expected it was coming, and I don't know what he had left to give to the Star Wars franchise. Rick, what are your thoughts? I think you guys pretty much summed it up. I will say, though, that I think that this is a good pick because it's Force Awakens. He's not a vital character. He was just a th- he was a throw-in, right? But he's still significant, obviously. Ar- like arguably the number one Star Wars character to some people, right? So significant figure, but not in his movie. Do you like the pick? 
And okay. let me tell you something about this particular death. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. My dog's name is Han Solo. I that part of the movie wow. got spoiled for me in a Bleacher Report comment section on Instagram. Crime. It was something about like, you know, is LeBron better than Jordan? Like one of the same generic posts they always put and somebody just decided to write it in there. That's, I was, that's a crime. I, I, I would have, you have to serve that person some paper. Crime against humanity. That is crazy. I, I was not on Reddit. I was not on Twitter. I was just completely, I was like, I can do Instagram. No. That person deserves a Cersei shame walk throughout whatever city is closest to him or her. You know, I'm going to research this and then we'll work on that. So I think my, my approach to like any type of blockbuster now, me and Ricky Flex, we usually go, we have to go Thursday. We have no choice. And for the Batman, we made sure we went on Tuesday to ensure we went there was on no spoilers. Oh, was it Monday? We went on Monday. We got <laughs> so lucky. Early. We got we got in on Monday. So just don't touch any of the social media. And that is so hard when you're running a movie podcast. Just don't <laughs> look at any of the comments and stuff. Don't look good. Don't go too much on Twitter or Instagram. Right? Worry about your own content. But at the same time, like I can't imagine someone your dog is named Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you named your dog Han Solo instead of Chewy, that is devotion to the too character. popular when i when i go <laughs> he goes up on his hind legs oh, my oh. God. Is, is he next to you right now <laughs> he is not, he is not. okay those youtube numbers okay. gotcha. Gotcha. uh we will get that feature for you coming soon <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> i like that pay attention to the social media um all right good pick another second star wars off the board it's on to the middle of am i right about this ricky flex are we, are we in the middle of the third round? I'm in loss in the fourth. sauce now. Fourth. 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 Okay, fourth. sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> middle of the fourth round. I messed up. Uh, I'm going to go with another waterworks moment. I'm going with a movie I saw in the eighth grade. Uh, we saw it in class. It's not in English. It's got subtitles. Uh, the person who played the character I'm about to mention won Best Actor in a very iconic moment at the Oscars. I'm going with Guido in Life is Beautiful, played by Roberto Benigni. Uh, this moment, this man, he goes to a concentration camp. He has to go to a concentration camp with his son. He's trying to shield his youngest, his young son from knowing what exactly is going on. He's saying it's a game. They have to hide. And then the moment at the end of that movie where he basically is walking, he winks at his son. He's walking away. Gets blasted behind the corner, vicious death that they don't show on screen. And then the child ends up, I guess, finding his mother at the end of the movie, and you don't get to be with his father. And the, like the fact that he gets to like live out the rest of his life, leave the concentration camp, and not have his charismatic dad with him for the rest of his life. He's only like five or six, the kid during this moment. So that one, it hit me a lot. It just made me think like this kid's not gonna have a dad for the rest of his life. And uh yeah. Definitely. Waterworks City. Getting like emotional thinking about it. Guido. Life is beautiful. Have you guys seen it? Again, I haven't seen this movie, but I know. What? Oh I know. I'm I know I here. haven't seen it. I, I'm, I'm picking, you know, Bing Bong. And <laughs> Harry Potter and Star Wars. And you're like, yeah, it's beautiful. Like, uh, World War II. You know, concentration camp. Like... Shielding his shielding his son from the Holocaust. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but Chewbacca. <laughs> but my dog, when I when I make the sound, he goes on his hind legs. I did you hear that part? Uh, 
yeah. So I'm gonna leave. so that like I, if you guys haven't seen it, I get it. But like I highly recommend that movie. Roberto, the guy Roberto Benini like came off this movie and he did Pinocchio. Do you guys remember that growing up? The Pinocchio movie. It was like the silent Pinocchio. Where's the oh, yellow suit? Yes, <laughs> that was an, I do remember. It was abysmal. It was an absolute bomb. Not it a was, Pinocchio fan, but we're getting two movies later this year. Gonna be something. Right. Yeah, when you said it wasn't in, it wasn't in English, the, my first thought was uh, Shrek, and let me explain my thoughts. <laughs> you guys judge. So we used to watch that in Spanish class, like all the time. You know, when we didn't want to, like I guess when we didn't want to learn, we we watched Shrek in Spanish. So I just, I just remember, you know, a fake uh, Eddie Murphy like Devitas, Devitas, Devitas. What's waffles in Spanish? Uh, waffles. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of other like other like donkey phrases I would love to hear. What's donkey? <laughs> oh yeah, what is donkey? Burro. Oh, Burro. Okay. Donkey. Burro. 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 All right. Um yeah, so it's Ricky Flux's turn, right? End of the fourth round. Okay. This is such a weird draft. I, I really didn't expect this. I, I thought this is gonna be a Mace Windu type of draft, um, or a Fred Weasley. I, so now I'm torn. Um, I'll first go with fine. You want to get serious again? We'll go in his another, head right now. Yeah, I, you guys are so in my head. Um, go, go, Ricky Baker, Boys in the Hood. This when I when I heard characters you would save in the draft. I didn't just think about in the movie. I just thought like, oh, like they would live their life like throughout if they didn't die. So like Ricky Baker, like he was supposed to be the one that gets out. D1, NFL future. Like he was the one. Right. The yell, iconic death. He was the first name that I thought of after Jesus Christ <laughs> uh, for this draft. <laughs> so I feel like we're getting in the feels here. So I'm just go gonna go with that one, and I'll think about my fifth pick while you guys speak about this. I gotta be honest; I have not seen the entirety of Boys in the Hood. I've only seen the first half of the movie. I've only seen the first half. I watched it during, I want to say, a year and a half ago. I started watching it. I traditionally fall asleep whenever I turn on a movie past seven o'clock, and that was one I fell asleep in the middle of. I'm very aware of this moment, though. I'm very aware of this moment. And uh, shout out Morris Chestnut. Shout out Morris Chestnut like Mike. My thoughts. I mean, no, it, I think this is generally in the spirit of what we were looking at in terms of the draft, for sure. Um, so I think it's a good pick. Uh, it's appropriately placed in the, uh, in the order here. Um, I think that uh, it definitely, it wasn't on my board, but it could have been easily um, if I had thought of it. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's not usually one of my go-tos. I was, I was thinking, I, I gotta be honest. I was going more for the hard strings, um, in my thought process. Cause I think that's what you first think of. Um, but yeah, definitely in terms of potential for life, you, you picked a good one. Well, share the same name. It's the iconic yell. Like, Ricky! like, like <laughs> it shares the same name as me. How do, it's, it hits my heart strings just in a different way, I guess. Yeah. Second yeah. best. In- Second best impersonation on the podcast so far. I can't yell too loud. That would hurt everyone's ears and we would all go deaf. But um, my final pick, you know what? 
I'm going to do this only because I'm not the Harry Potter guy, but I feel like Mayo could whip up something here. I'm going the only real moment in Deathly Hollows part one that hit me hard. But I'll say two parts, but one of them was Dobby. Yeah. Dobby, like, my lord. Th- oh. That movie, I will say, Mayo, if you want to comment my throat, it's fine, but I do not like part one. I think it's the only Harry Potter that I don't really like. Um, but that saved it, I guess, because it hits you really hard. You didn't realize how much Dobby meant to you until you watched him die and how much you would wish you could save him. So that's going to be my last round pick. Again, I think there's other Harry Potter characters here, even in that movie that you could have picked. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the one where like, oof, really gets you. So, Dobby. May I have thoughts? I mean, I know I know the other characters. I have a couple ideas of some of the ones you're thinking about. And I, yeah, I agree. And they were on the board for sure for me. Um, but I, yeah, that, that movie, you know, this is the typical reader response to anything about a movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's one book. The book was better, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, because you know it's all in one shot. Uh, but definitely was on. Dobby is definitely somebody that every single person walked out of that. The, the exact emotion I used in the explanation of the draft of what the you know what I mean. If you haven't read the book, I read the book and I was like, "There's no way they're going to put that in this movie." Like, there's you know, we only have maybe an hour, you know, ten minutes left, fifteen minutes. Left. What's going on? So, like, is it going to be in this one? And then that's how they absolutely destroy your heart um but you know what guys at this moment dobby is free so you know you know drop a sock <laughs> drop a sock for dobby i got it like i this didn't really cross my mind because i have a harsh take on dobby i've always had a harsh take on dobby and i think he's like the most annoying character in harry potter i think we've had this conversation before okay. I, th- I i think i feel like you're about to rip off your headphones mayo but i just i can't I think it's perfect that he's only like Chamber of Secrets. He's on the screen way too long. If he's very like intermittent, like in like short, like two minute spans or whatever, I can't live with them the entire movie. It's just, it just, I, I don't know if I can, I just can't. But remember, we're talking about part one. We're not talking yes. about Chamber of Secrets, yeah, right? I, I, I so he was I, in I, it I, the perfect I, amount. No, no. If I, you're going to go with that argument, I think he was in the perfect amount of screen time. And but I'll also say Dobby, Dobby lived a free life for six movies. Five movies, you know. Good point. And you didn't think he was ever going to live a free life, right? That, Under the it, Malfoys, like you never thought, and he got to live that. Okay, I, it's obviously sad. I know he's a beloved figure. It's a take that people don't want to hear. I get it. You're absolutely right. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and let me let me just jump off here real quick and go into the books please. because number one, Dobby is a beacon of elf rights. Okay. So he is definitely the poster child for for uh, spew. Okay, okay. So I, if you don't know what spew is, then you haven't read the books. But it's the uh, Society for the Preservation of Elvish Welfare, started by Hermione. Okay, we don't even get to meet Winky, who would have been the most annoying character uh, <laughs> if she was made into a, a movie character. She's a drunk house elf. It's fantastic, uh, but. You know, Dobby, his voice is annoying. I get it. His, you, you don't necessarily understand all of his actions. You know, you, there's little things that happen in the books that, that really build his character. Things like he sends Harry a pair of funny socks every year for Christmas. 
you know, with his with the little wages that he makes, he buys that for Harry. You know, he, he, you you grow to love this character, and then when he dies, when he dies, it's right here. Like there's G baby, the head tilt, and then just Dobby in terms of, of how much I I, I cried. Okay, wow. G G baby was like also in like sixth grade, so I don't know. It's been a while <laughs> you know, it's, since I saw that. That's that was back in the early two thousands. I, I, I told like I'm okay with. I think you people are gonna love this pick. Like people are gonna love this pick. Fifth rounder. I was watching Chambers. I, I was because HBO Max they have all the movies on there. I was watching Chamber of Secrets. I want to say like a month and a half ago, and like the first like twenty minutes of that movie when he's up in Harry's room, I just was like throwing stuff at my TV. I'm like, shut up, shut up. It was driving me insane. But like the very heartfelt type of relationship when you're talking about the bringing up of the socks like every year to Harry and talk about like those the meaning of the socks in the movie and everything like I feel like that's like your expertise when it's coming to the books the type of details we don't get to see on the big screen and uh definitely you move my heart a little bit with that speech Mayo you move my heart a little bit and that's why I can't wait for HBO Max to make the limited series Harry Potter and watch it for about five years because they can't mess up the ending. That's a beautiful thing. It's already written. Not like Game of Thrones. Mm. Not not like Sopranos. It's already written. They can't screw it up. They'll make it amazing, but they can't mess it up. That's my opinion. Are you interested we'll in this clip? Are you interested in The Cursed Child as a movie? Or do you want to see that or as a series? Like do you have any interest in having that played out? I loved actually? watching it on Broadway. I watched it before they combined it into uh you know one show i watched it in the two parts so i went back to back to broadway um and you know i enjoyed the concept of it but i still kind of look at it as like you know like a fanfic like you know it's it's I, they say it's canon but it kind of undoes 90 percent of what happens at the end of the hmm. book uh, so I really don't love it. Like there's certain things I don't want to spoil any pieces of it for anybody who may not have seen it. But there's pieces of it that directly contradict canon. Um, and then there's also pieces of it that make you dislike beloved characters. And then they do throwbacks to characters that you despise. Which so, what you're telling me? This is the last Jedi of Star Wars of uh, of Harry Potter. Ah, uh, man. Uh, this is more of the rise of Skywalker. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I enjoy it because it's like, yeah, it's the, it's the thing, but it's not my thing. Right. Mm. I, I will also say, just because I know we're talking a lot of Harry Potter here, it's turning into a Harry Potter pod. Sorry, guys. Um, no, <laughs> no, I asked the question. I have, that was interesting. I have to ask, did you see Dumbledore, Fantastic Beasts, Dumbledore, and your thoughts on this franchise or this trilogy? Um, you know, I, I, in solidarity with Johnny Depp, I have not, <laughs> <laughs> I like to see that. it, um, because I thought he was an amazing Grindelwald. Um, I will see it when it comes out, I'm streaming, but I did not go and see it. Uh, once again, it's one of those, you know, it's, it's like the thing I love, but it's not the thing I love. Gotcha. Got you it. Know? Okay. Yeah, we're, we're not big Fantastic Beasts fans. It's the same reason that the people who watched the original trilogy, you know, in the 70s, 80s, are said that the, the, the Phantom Menace was awful and they hated the prequels. But, you know, people like Nez, who grew up with the prequels, like them more than the original trilogy because that's just what they watched when they were growing up. 
you know? Yes. And, and then, you know, there's kids right now that are absolutely in love with Ray because that's who they grew up with. So it's just all of our childhood biases that are running us against these things. So I'm sure there's kids that love, you know, Secrets of Dumbledore and Fantastic Beasts. Um, the protagonist is, to me, quite boring. Um, interesting, but just not yes. interesting in, no. the, in the way to keep me engaged. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine kids are. I can't imagine kids falling in love with Fantastic Beasts the same way we fell in love with Harry Potter. It's so different. Like, it, like well, it's not as relatable, right? Like, yeah. You know, what kid is going to be like? I want to be like the diseased one. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, exactly. Did, like, no one's saying I want to be like Dan Fogler. And we spent so much time with the Harry Potter like characters. Like we spent decade, yes. like decade and a half with them. It was. I mean, I started reading the books when I was eleven. Right. And I kept on checking the mail after that, and you know nothing, nothing came. Because I was gonna say that prequel argument's good for like the Star Wars fans, like Obi Wan Kenobi, like with that with that show coming out. I listened to an interview with you and McGregor, and he talked about how at the time, like he wanted to get as far away from Star Wars as possible because those movies got absolutely smashed by critics for the most part, at least Episode One and Two. And then he's doing this series now. He never thought he'd have the opportunity, but different fans growing up with this property, you know, yes, sir. Um, when they get up, they like they're the ones pushing on social media. Let's see, like the best parts of this prequel played out. There's no one that wants to see Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander, like t- like 15 years from now. I can't see that happening whatsoever. No, yeah, no. I, I would love to just see Jude Law be Dumbledore for you know in different circumstances. I I think that's fantastic, but I yeah I I agree. I, if that Kenobi series, I know we're off topic here. We'll get back to the draft in a second. We're locked but, in. But if that Kenobi series doesn't start off with hello there, then I will just be absolutely <laughs> disappointed. Like that's you're going to Stranger Things. Wow, he's going to be that moment in the trailer where he's like watching Luke pulls it down, and he goes hello there right <laughs> after. <laughs> Done. All right, let's move on with the draft. Uh, middle of the fifth round, I'm going to go with one that it was more about. It's more about the person who makes, who kills someone else, but it's a very impactful death and ruins the killer's life. I'm going Tony kills Bernardo West Side Story as my last pick of the draft. Because in this moment, this is where Tony is messed up. What, Mayo, go ahead. Which West Side Story? Great comment. I mean, I like the new one even better. So I, I, I guess... They're both the same character. It's like they play out literally the same way. But I'll say the new one. When we go to, it comes to the graphic, we'll put the picture up there. But in that moment, although that's a little controversial with Ansel Elgort and everything, yes. I, I reckon I'm now realizing that. But having that moment, he doesn't like he knows he's messed up. He can't live that life with Maria. There's a lot of miscommunication going on, stuff that wouldn't be happening in 2022. All right. Very much caught up in the decade that they're in. Uh, but it just you know there will be no happy ending once this happens. Tony had tried to be so clean up until this point. Kills Bernardo, all right? When it, at a fight, he swore he wouldn't be attending. So in this moment, I think if I would take back that death, there's a chance that Tony and Maria could be together at the end of that movie. But once again, this goes with the same argument we've been having. Like, that's the whole point of the movie, the Romeo and Juliet type of story. But, I mean, you want to see Tony and Maria together if possible. So, I mean... That's when we go. Bernardo's death, West Side Story. You know, I'm going to take a controversial take here and say if it's really going to be Romeo and Juliet, then then Maria has no business being alive at the end of the movie. So yeah. I think mm. it, you know, it's either it's either That's they true. both got to live, right? You know, Chino can't or not the tease, but you know what I mean. Like that, there's 
it's either they both got to go or, or they both got to stay, you know, or we got to figure that out because I don't think that that's the, you know, if we're going true Romeo and Juliet, you know, I get it. You know, Tybalt dies, Cusio dies, then it, it just, it, it yeah. makes sense. I get it. Unfortunately, uh, you know, the, the new one, I, I agree. I, I prefer the new one. I, I loved it. I love how they really, ta- I, I wanted to get on this pod so bad for the new one. Uh, but you know, I love how they actually tapped into more Latin culture. They had more Latin actors. Um, you know, I, I really love, you know, the, the, the roots in, in like, you know, I, I looked at certain things and I was like, that looks like a picture of my mom from when she was, you know, or my dad or my, you know, my grandpa. It, it just, it was really nostalgic for me. Um, Tony, you know, if he lived, if he died, it didn't really matter to me, but, uh, this was all about the domino effect. Like it was just like mm. if this happens now, you know the rest. Like it, that was like the line that Tony didn't couldn't cross. If he crossed that, there's no going back. Uh, and what he did. And so I guess I guess it's recency bias. His movies in my mind right now, uh, just because we reviewed it a couple months ago. But I, I think it's cool that we're having you on now to talk about it. Talk about like like your personal like stakes in the movie in terms of like who's in it how it's portrayed because that was a huge criticism of the 1961 movie mm-hmm. is like their portrayal of latin uh love but i, I is were they, were they from Port, uh, puerto rico where the 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 sharks yes that's puerto rico right but like the way they had italians playing puerto ricans in the 1961 film super Bernardo was hawaiian like <laughs> Yeah, it was not. It was not obviously not accurate at all. So, like hearing you talk about that, that was kind of, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, but the one thing that I understand about his his death, and something that we all have to understand, is that when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Okay, get that through your head. Perfectly said. All right, uh, last pick of the draft, Mister Irrelevant goes to Mayo. Okay, uh, man, got a couple different ways I can go here. I think I'm going to. Uh, I don't know. This this might get vetoed. Uh, I'm gonna go. The movie is uh, Schindler's List, and it's everyone except the Nazis. <laughs> so we're gonna pick every Holocaust our, movie. Our second Holocaust movie off the board. Is it specific I, enough, Ricky Flex? I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a veto. All right. Oh, I just sorry. wanted to get it out there because I didn't want all my picks to be like these childhood movies. <clears throat> Okay, that's how you get the sentiment on your board, though. You know what I mean? like, you're very like, anti-Holocaust. You know, like, 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 like I he wants it on the record. Um, <laughs> okay, in that case, I'm going with Littlefoot's mom. Time. You're talking to a big Land Before Time guy here. That was my like first movie. Like, great pick. Yeah, great. Pick. I mean, I, the, there's so so much more life to live there. So I'm going. I was, I was shocked when I looked at the release date for this movie. It was 1988. And because it just feels so much like a 90s type of ch- like children's movie, you know? For I don't know why. It's just like when you – I was born in 95, but I feel like I grew up with Land Before Time. I don't know how many sequels they had to the, the Land Before Time movie, but this moment very much sticks out, obviously. And it was like a, a traumatic moment that you were able to see at such a young age. You know, but you keep up with the uh, children's movies trend, and you're—I mean, you're working it right now between the Pixar movies and then Land Before Time, right? Slaying it right now, along with the Harry Potter, Nostalgia City, Nostalgia City, right now. Okay, 
I loved her part in Jurassic Park, though. She was excellent. Yeah, big redemption for her. There are over eleven sequels to Land Before Time. I'm counting. I was gonna now. say it's like it's like One, a two, library three. of movies. All right, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 total Land Before Time movies. They literally had one every year from 1994, almost every year from 1994 to 2007. So after the 88 movie, did, was there one that came in like 90, 92, or was it like 88 and then there was a break until like No, it was the 88, and I think everyone loved it. And then they're like, oh, we should make this huge. So then they had one in 94, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, 05, 06, 07. And they said Star Wars has an oversaturation problem. <laughs> and then in 93, we got We're Back, right? So sticking with the... Oh! Remember that one. Oh, that's a, that's a classic. That's a classic. I forgot about that one. And then <laughs> Jurassic Park came out... Oh, 94? 93 as well. So yeah, the big dinosaur year. Two in '97, so you know the '90s are all about the dinosaurs. We're back. That wasn't connected to Land Before Time whatsoever. No, but they came out similar time, so you always associate them. My gosh, you know when it comes to dinosaur movies, we spared no expense. (laughs) Godzilla's the Godzilla's in the '90s too. Oh Oh, man, well, did Green Day do the the soundtrack like? For good, oh, for Godzilla, Yeah, like, damn it. I don't know. Someone do oh, the research man. now. You, I mean, we, we have the digits going already on the keyboards. If the listeners yeah, can't I'm, tell, you know. <laughs> I'm trying here. Green Day. I, I, I have no idea. I remember seeing the Godzilla movie as a kid, like very young. And I, don't, I haven't seen it since. But I remember having the action figures as a result of that movie. That was a huge, like, toy movie, Godzilla. No. Not seeing Green Day, but like seeing a lot of Rage Against the Machine, uh, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, um, David Bowie's on. They're here, on so. the soundtrack to Godzilla. Dave Bo- David Bowie's on the soundtrack to Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a bunch of just r- like random stars that are on the soundtrack, but no Green Day. I mean, maybe it's the green fire that's being spouted out of Godzilla's mouth. Could be that. All right. Well, let's let's roll through the picks for the draft. We'll go through each round, then we'll go through some honorable mentions. Uh, all right, starting with Ricky Flicks. He has Mace Windu from Revenge of the Sith. He has Apollo Creed from Rocky IV. He also has Ellie from Pixar's Up, uh, Ricky Baker from Boys in the Hood, and then Dobby from Deathly Hallows Part One. Dr. O has Hector from Coco, Jack Dawson from Titanic, uh, Thomas J from My Girl, Guido and, uh, from Life is Beautiful, and Bernardo and West Side Story. And finally, Mayo. He's got G-Baby from Hardball. He's got Bing Bong from Inside Out. The Fred Weasley from Deathly Hollows Part 2. He's got Han Solo from The Force Awakens. And finally, Littlefoot's mom from Land Before Time. Mayo, how do you think you did with this draft? Uh, guys, I, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize for taking the W early. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, that that's, that's a clean sweep. You guys had some good ones in there, but uh, I'm feeling pretty pretty confident. Early bow, early bow right there. Ricky Flex, does he have a point? I, I was going to say, having the first pick sucked. Like, I, the wheel or the coin never does me well. I always lose. It's always just. I do like my last four picks. Mace Windu, I do like. I just think taking it first overall, looking at everything else, it looks tough. 
But hopefully we have some Star Wars fans that love Samuel L, that want to see him back, that can propel, propel me to the top. Mace Windu was a good pick. Like, I, I, it's just the fact that it was like as a number one pick. It's not the first one. It wasn't even on my board. I, I didn't know we were going to go like deep core characters like or like pivotal moments like right. affected the whole movie. But uh, the, I, wheel, I, I adjust. the wheel is just the wheel is just all right. That's how it works around here. So honorable mentions, Mayo, you got anything off the top of your head? Um, John Coffee, uh, Green Mile, mm. was, but you know, obviously that was like a eh, is that is that going to count kind of thing. Um, uh, Iron Giant, same sort of logic there. Uh, Baymax, um, for sure, and then uh, Hedwig was definitely on the board for me. That's the one I was toying with with Dobby. I, I knew it was. I also had Mad Eye Moody, but he didn't have the same sort of uh, uh, that was so quick. In the books. Yeah, the, move, the movies he's more like known as a villain than just like a supporting character that we know like Loki likes like not Loki, but just he supports Harry and he's friends a uh, series and all Yeller. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Got to get some dogs in here. And Marley, like you can. Oh, and then uh, Black Widow. Hmm. Still mm. got her movie. Still got her yeah. movie. Still yeah. got her due. But at the same time, like it's after like the fact that you know she's not gonna have a future. So that's kind of sketchy. You know, Scarlett Johansson couldn't have been that happy or that ecstatic about that aspect. Um, other uh, other superhero ones, like I didn't really have any. Ricky, you have any superhero ones? No, like I did put as a joke that I would get vetoed, but Spider Man, Infinity War. <laughs> uh i thought that would be kind of funny like a lot like again my list was mainly like funny side deaths but as like we went along i did write a huge bunch of like core deaths that were like i would have liked but um i guess some more side ones here that i wrote down like dancing and highsmith the other guys <laughs> like yeah they were like jackson the rock they die in the beginning of the movie it's like i would like to see more of them no i wish you kept going um zoolander Derek's friends <laughs> yeah. like so much I potential thought, there this is this is just like what i thought this draft was gonna be um bill murray and zombie land like um uh marvin and pulp fiction didn't deserve to die like that that was kind of effed up um and just yes. stigma, and then uh just they hit a bump and stigma pulp fiction um this is a back to the core one this is like one of the deaths that's like angers me the most. Um, that doesn't really matter, and it's Jewel is uh sorry, whoa, Vincent in Pulp Fiction, just very quick, like like just out of nowhere, just dies, and like still in the movie though when the flashbacks, but like what the heck was that? So that still pisses me off that he just dies in the sitting on the toilet, doesn't do him justice in the John Travolta comeback tour, but great movie, but that's it for me. Okay. Well, the, like the Vincent one, I like that's the whole the whole point is like obviously the changing up of the plot, different acts of the movie coming first, second, or third, like rearranging it a little bit. Obviously, like I don't know, it just seems like that movie was like really funky, no matter how you slice it. So it seems like that's okay if you like died that way, you know. And the Marvin yeah. part, that's like that to me, that's one of the best like deaths in a movie of all time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that was bad. I think you should have went with that over Mace Windu. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I will say quick, you were when you said life is beautiful and like you're talking about eighth grade Holocaust, I thought you were going uh boy in the striped pajamas. I haven't seen it. I know that's like the new oh, school one. God. That's the new come on, you like boy in the striped pajamas. That, like, that's like if you're the, not in school watching that, you're never gonna watch it in your free time. Like what kind of I know, but we went to the same middle school, so I'm just shocked that you didn't watch it. We um, watched Life is Beautiful. Yeah. I guess uh, I guess you're right. 
I, th- I guess we can just keep going with like, I don't want to say this, but we'll keep going with this theme or like that we're talking about the Holocaust here. Jojo oh. Rabbit. You guys seen Jojo Rabbit? Yeah, the shoes. Yeah, I thought there that was like another thing that's similar to like Life is Beautiful, like kid losing his parent, not being able to grow up with them. Um, you guys seen Train to Busan? You guys seen that movie? I've never finished it. Train to Busan, zombie horror st- horror movie, uh, South Korean movie. Really awesome. Uh, some mates, a, a guy who plays uh, Gilgamesh in Eternals uh, dies. It's a Sanghwa. So I guess spoiler alert. I may have to edit that out. But uh, he's a character so likable, dies at the end. Doesn't feel like it deservedly should. Uh, I don't care more to give. He's my favorite performer in that movie. Uh, I had Neil Perry in Dead Poet Society. Yeah, that was crushing. I had that one too. Neil! Mm. Terrible. And then Tommy Williams and Shawshank, I thought would have been a good one. Uh, the guy the who books. has information on uh, Tim Robbins' character, uh, Andy Dufresne, on his a murder, on the murder of his wife, and knowing that it, w- it would exonerate him, and then also had information on like the happenings within the prison, and then the warden, obviously one of the most evil characters in movie history, putting Tommy Williams down there. I thought that would have been a good pick too. Like definitely would have ended the movie a little bit earlier, but you don't get that amazing scene at the end with Morgan Freeman as Red and Andy Dufresne. All right, Lion King also last one. Lion King, Mufasa. Like oh, yeah. I felt like that was almost too obvious. I mean, that was that was the graphic that you guys put up, but yeah, that's why time, I didn't. Pick. It, I was waiting for somebody to pick them. So that way I can go ahead and do, I forgot who made this joke originally. It wasn't me. I'm not going to take credit, but like, you're going to sit there and act like you didn't just sing a song. I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> you don't have to wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that, but that's the thing about this movie. Like this one might've been like, this draft should have been like side characters, supporting characters, maybe more so than like main characters. Like I understand where Ricky Flux is coming from. And it makes for like a morbid conversation more than like a high tempo, like funny one. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? You know what? There is, there's more drafts to be had. If you guys want to do that draft, that's always, you know, I, I, I have nothing but time. Absolutely. Uh, and I will research the heck out of it. Oh, yeah. uh, I still think that there's, so much potential in the Harry Potter universe um, that that I could just do a people who couldn't shouldn't have died strictly Harry. That could Potter. be a draft. We should draft have a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter draft death. of some sort with Mayo. I think that's, if, if anything has a takeaway, if anybody has a takeaway from this podcast, it's Mayo yeah. knows his shit when it comes to Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter, it. Star Wars, MCU, and Superman specifically. Have you seen Multiverse of Madness yet? Before we sign off here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Uh, okay. No spoiler thoughts. Uh, this multiverse, relying on the multiverse for the ex, for, for phase four into five, like it's it's not gonna work if they're gonna keep doing subpar explanations. Mm. Um, they are playing with a formula and they need to stick to the formula will we get fatigued by it maybe is it better than putting out a subpar product yes yeah i mean i think that was like a thing that they had a hard time doing they felt i felt like the first half of the movie it did have a formula it was fitting what usually comes with the mcu second half they get a little they go more into the horror genre itself 
but I agree with the fact that they're teasing the multiverse too much rather than things actually happening with the multiverse, where it's like actual consequences of the multiverse. It's rather just saying, oh, it exists, rather than leading to an ultimate end, end game. I mean, lack of a better word, right, for this phase. All right. Uh, before we sign off here, Mayo, anything you want to push before we uh, get going? Um, listen, uh, I've got my uh, my travel agency going, so if you are uh, looking for a vacation, hit me up. But uh, I really don't have any. <laughs> Look out for the new Harry Potter uh, podcast that I'm doing at yes. night. So if you want to sneak into my room and listen, um, but yeah, that's that's all I got right now. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is just you with the mic, now, like, like while you're sleeping with your with your notes as you're sleeping. Just my wife with earplugs, is like shut up. Like, all, I'm, all I'm saying is like, why why do you think that uh, that Dobby actually was the hero of the whole thing and Harry was the villain? Hermione had it right. Also, my phone opened up a text to a client, and this is all being slowly written out. To that client, it's <laughs> going hard right now. Yeah, make sure you check out the YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so thank you, Mayo, for stopping by. We'll make sure we have you on a draft more frequently and have it like, sooner rather thank than you, later Mayo. too. It's been way too long since your initial your debut on the Driving Podcast. Uh, that's going to do it for episode one hundred and two. Make sure you're following us on all social media, uh, Instagram. Twitter, TikTok, at the Drive-In Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, putting out clips weekly. We have three episodes on there per week. Make sure you're you're following on any type of listening platform. We're available Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, the whole shebang. Make sure you're tuned in. Okay. Until next time, we will. <laughs>